Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Amira Glazer, who is an Alexander Technique teacher in New York City. She teaches in the Union Square area of Manhattan and Park Slope in Brooklyn. Uh, Amira has an extensive background in the performing arts. She, she's also certified in something called the Art of Breathing, which is um, a kind of an Alexander Technique approach to breathing. She also uh, is currently pursuing a master's degree in traditional Chinese medicine. And that's what we're going we're gonna to talk today about the relationships between the Alexander Technique on the one hand and traditional Chinese medicine on the other. Amira, welcome to the show. Thank you, Robert. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. Um, Amira, could you begin by giving our listeners a short description of the Alexander Technique? Sure. I, I would say that the Alexander Technique is an educational approach um, that helps us to both identify and free ourselves from habitual interference with our, our natural ease and well-being. Okay, and I think for this podcast, we're going to need another description, which is uh, what, what is traditional Chinese medicine? Traditional Chinese medicine is um, sort of the catch-all phrase to include acupuncture, um, so the main thing that people think of, um, and also Chinese herbology, uh, study and system of herbs, and um, other other body work is also included in that. So tweena massage and um, cupping, gua sha, moxibustion, which is an herb you burn over the skin, all of that, um, and also nutritional counseling, all of that comes under the umbrella of TCM. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I have to say my own experience of uh, Chinese medicine, I, I've been seeing someone uh, pretty regularly when I travel to Toronto, and, you know, he puts some needles in me and typically prescribes uh, some herbal uh, medicines to take. I, at one point, did try to understand it uh, theoretically. I read some books, and I pretty much gave up. Uh, yeah. I just decided, <laughs> you know, my take on it was this guy has a really good reputation. Uh, this system's been around for 4,000 years. It seems to work. I was just going to go, and when I go, I just present myself, and I don't do any thinking. I just, he takes my pulses, looks at my tongue, sticks the needles in, so on. And, you know, when when we originally thought about this topic, I thought to myself, well, that seem, seems like, from my point of view as a patient, it was pretty passive, whereas as an Alexander teacher or Alexander student, we really like to have people present and conscious and, and thinking for themselves. So at first glance, it might seem like the two systems don't have a lot in common, but maybe you could explain what they do have in common. Absolutely. Um, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great description, too, of, of the big, my beginnings. Um, I, I started um, studying acupuncture and, and Chinese medicine because when I was actually in my very last year of training to be an Alexander teacher, 
I was diagnosed with an autoimmune condition. And Western medicine has very little to offer um, in the way of treating autoimmune. And so I found my way to an acupuncturist and got interested in studying because I was, what, what is going on? What is this? What, mm-hmm. what, how is, what is this system? How is the system coming from? Um, and, and what's interesting to me is while um, the Alexander Technique and TCM are significantly different in terms of methodology, um, exactly what you said in an Alexander lesson, you know, we have a conversation, we're engaging people in a very one-on-one educational way in, in the course of individual lessons. And for most people in acupuncture treatment, they show up and they, they get their pulses taken, look, you know, the tongue, like you mentioned, um, get needles, and, and it can seem quite, quite passive. What is interesting to me is there are really some amazing similarities in terms of the philosophy and the approach behind that methodology. Um, so as an example of, of what I mean, um, we, we just as, just in, um, in thinking of, of health as a process of balancing or of equilibrium, uh, an Alexander teacher is looking for the, the, the balance of the system that we're, we're teaching people to help find the ways that they're, they're out of balance, or you might even talk about the, the flow, where the, the flow of energy is getting interfered with and helping people to find their, their own natural, easy alignment. Um, mm-hmm. And the balance and, we're talking about there is, at least in part, uh, a mechanical balance. So head balanced on top of the neck, body balanced on the chair or the floor, that kind of thing. Correct, yeah. yeah. And, and in TCM, um, the, the underlying thing, that the underlying principles are really, well, how is this system out of balance? And, um, and how can we, using you know, acupuncture, et cetera, how can we help the body find its own natural balancing state again? So it is, um, it is not mechanical necessarily in the same way as the Alexander technique can be, but it is, um, it, it is physical, um, and it is looking, the whole system is quite different, like you said when you read. I mean, it's quite dis- different than Western medicine. My, perhaps, maybe the simplest way to explain that in an overarching sense is that in Western medicine, we tend to look at things in a very microcosmic way. We're breaking it down to the smallest structure. Mm-hmm. And then, and then looking at it from you know what's happening in the cell, cellular level, etc. Mm-hmm. And in Chinese medicine, it's a much more macrocosmic view of how is this whole system functioning in relationship to each other. And I think there too, there's similarity with the Alexander technique, where we're really always looking at the whole person. And of course, we're very interested in that relationship of the head to the neck and the back or the mm-hmm. head to the spine. But, when but we, we, are, we also have a concept that everything is connected with everything else in a very exactly. real way. Exactly. It's not, a, it's not just a platitude. I mean, how you manage your head-neck relationship, for example, affects everything in your body. Exactly. Yeah, so and, I can see that parallel, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah, and, and um, in... in 
just had a thought that made me think of something, and then it just slipped away from my my mind. Well, you were but, saying but, a traditional Chinese medicine uh, t is is also whole body or whole self, uh, a whole self system. It isn't, you know. For example, in Western medicine, okay, I got a gallbladder problem, so that gets treated or taken out, whereas in traditional Chinese medicine, they would probably I assume they assume they would see that as part of a, a general pattern, right? That and permeates the, pa the body. The patterns, the patterns are as old as you said. I mean, these patterns are dating back with the, you know this, the oldest writings are are, are over two thousand years old. Looking at these very complex patterns, mm -hmm. um, that that in, in Chinese medicine there are organ systems rather than the way we think of organs as as just you know, like you said, a gallbladder is a single organ that you can, you know, you can take out and, and give some pills and, and it will continue, your body will continue, you know, as quote unquote normal. In Chinese medicine, there are systems of meridians and, the, and ways of seeing the interrelationship of all of these different organs throughout the body. Mm -hmm. um, and meridians... and would, you, would you describe that, uh, would it be fair to describe that as something akin to energy flows within the body? Yes, um, and and the the in not just in Chinese medicine, but in 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 China, in a lot of different people who've studied martial arts, etc., have heard often the term qi, mm -hmm. um, and it is it is hard to define, perhaps, but is is that idea of energy flow, and and certainly I know as an Alexander teacher and as an Alexander student that I can really sense a difference in myself and in my students when there's energy flowing when there's there's a lack of interference um, with with natural movement and uh, um, in the organ systems we're looking at the uh, in Chinese medicine we're looking at the way that she flows internally externally and how having a regular easy flow of chi back to that idea of balancing the whole body and that the, really the the ongoing process of equilibrium in our whole body um, that that really is health that is the state of well-being or wellness that maintains maintains the body so if there's sickness there's some way that the chi is blocked it's stagnated or it's not flowing um, and and with acupuncture etc we're looking at getting that flowing again um, Alexander said the right thing does itself right mm -hmm. and it, it's a very similar concept in in Chinese medicine if we can get out of the way if we can get the interference out of the way the body will heal itself that the right thing can can indeed do itself so in in, tra in traditional chinese medicine it's it's not so much that you're trying to create some new thing but you're trying to see what's getting in the way something that's blocking the flow of energy for example and um, letting go of that blockage or releasing that blockage would that be fair to say right and and, and that's and very that's... very analogous to the alexander technique <laughs> exactly yeah. there's actually a concept it's a taoist concept that um is called wu wei or wei wu wei mm -hmm. and um is translated as as um unattached action or or in when it's used wei wu wei it's doing non doing and, and that concept to Westerners can be quite confusing. Mm -hmm. um, but for an Alexander teacher, an Alexander student, the idea of, of non-doing is really built into what we, 
what we do and what we teach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and allowing, allowing for that, that natural ease to reassert itself, the ease that we had when we were children, the flow that we were able to, to move gracefully and easily, but now making that a conscious, you know, a, a conscious choice, a con- conscious realization. By, by being conscious of what we're doing inadvertently to prevent that and, and, and stopping those patterns. Right. I mean, which is, of course, a very different approach from most uh, uh, even physical um, modalities, say like physical therapy or whatever, where the idea is, well, you have to strengthen this or exercise this, whereas Alexander teachers are much more much more drawn to the idea of stopping doing the stuff that's getting in the way and the assumption being, as you say, the right will take care of itself. Right. In that, yeah. And and to me that was what um you know, I, I got interested in, in studying acupuncture, like I said, you know, in my, in my own treatments, um, primarily because I could feel the and, and people have different sensitivities, this kind of thing, but I could really feel energy moving in my body. I could feel things happening and thought it was very strange that these little, you know, pins, these little mm-hmm. needles were doing that. Um and I and I really wanted to know more about it. But then when I took, you know, I took one class to just kind of find out more. It was, it was that that excited me, that, that connection that to me was so much, so Alexandrian, um, that connection of, of allowing the body to heal itself and, and, and seeing it very interconnected. And I think in, in the West, and Alexander was really ahead of his time in terms of seeing mind and body as, as one thing and that we need to address one thing. Uh, you know, we need to address it all. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in Eastern philosophy, that concept is not, you know, not so new. Um, but in Chinese medicine, even though your practitioner may not necessarily be talking to you and getting you to consciously um, help in the healing process, although some some do in different ways by prescribing qigong exercises and and having people really take responsibility for how they eat, for example, or how much sleep they're getting. Um, there is there is the the really built into the medicine that you cannot separate mind, body, spirit. So there are acupuncture points called spirit points, and the organ systems include emotions and include um, willpower and all of that kind of thing as part of as part of the system. So when you treat someone, um, if for instance, because you brought up the gallbladder, if you're treating the gallbladder meridians, you may also be treating their courage, their ability to to have the courage to to make changes or to, to make choices in their life. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that stuff really, really fascinated me as an Alexander teacher. Mm-hmm. I, I think it would be useful uh, to say a word or two about how one of one system might be useful for someone who's immersed in the other or who's studying the other. So maybe we could start with people who are taking Alexander technique lessons, perhaps to, perhaps because they've been in pain or they're performers who want to improve the quality of their their movement their performance um what how might uh traditional chinese medicine enhance that process well i think one of i think 
in in the U.S., um, acupuncture in particular has gotten most of its um, most of its press about pain um, and particularly back pain. We can talk about that more the other direction, but because of that, um, I think that that people miss out sometimes on on its its real strength in being a preventative medicine. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so for people who are interested in their overall well-being, which, which most Alexander students are, um, it's a, it can be a really um, helpful tool, the way the Alexander Technique is a tool in, in helping ourselves be well and helping our, ourselves as a, you know, as a performer have like a toolbox that you can turn to to help you with stage fright or to help you with vocal production. Um, acupuncture and, and Chinese medicine can can also help you just kind of realign yourself with your own health. So people can go in and just have a digestive complaint or go in and say, I just feel really tired this week. And, and, and acupuncture can really help re-energize, calm the system. It's great for dealing with stress um, and, and helping you get get through in a in an easier way um, and help prevent some of some, some more more significant illness from happening mm-hmm. um, it also can be um, very effective with pain so it can be oh, oh I mean I I have students who have done both and and find that you know for the really acute for a really acute back pain etc acupuncture can be very effective um, and then Alexander technique of course is very helpful in helping you know what you might be doing during your regular life that was causing that pain and helping mm-hmm. you to eliminate those habits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you have really severe back pain um, and it's sort of debilitating, um, something like traditional Chinese medicine or acupuncture can be a godsend because it can it can vastly reduce that amount of pain. Exactly. Yeah. But and yeah. and for for. Uh, another example that just came to mind is stroke patients. Mm-hmm. Um, Alexander Technique can be very useful um, for people um, once they get to a certain point in, in rehabilitating after a stroke. And acupuncture, too, is, is really pretty amazing in getting the body to, to kind of wake up um, mm-hmm. after a stroke. So those, and those, those are some of the ways that it can be very collaborative. Um, mm-hmm. Coming the other, yeah. Let's let's go the other direction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Um, A lot of people seek out acupuncture for neck pain and for back pain, and um, I've seen in the student clinic because I'm, you know, I'm only I'm only studying, but I've seen in the student clinic um, people come in, and I'm not at. It will be next year that I actually start treating people in the student clinic, but I've been an assistant, and you know they come in all slumped over and their, their head is pulled back and down so that spine is being compressed um, by the way that they're carrying themselves or as we say in the Alexander Technique, by their use of their self and they just have terrible ongoing chronic neck pain and maybe they get a little bit of relief from acupuncture but they're just like, why isn't this helping? Nothing helps. I've been to here and I've been to there and... Um, you know, some some of some of the people that I worked with in the clinic have been like, maybe you should try the Alexander technique. But um, I'm not quite in the position where I can say that yet. But mm-hmm. I definitely think that um, that there's a lot of of overlap in that direction. Um, well, it might be a, a bit analogous to um, 
someone who goes to a chiropractor for neck pain or back pain and gets some temporary relief, either through adjustments or perhaps the chiropractor has, some chiropractors actually uh, have studied a bit of acupuncture and know how to use it for pain relief. And that's an incredibly useful process. But as you said before, it doesn't necessarily address the root cause of that pain or one of the root causes, which could very well be the way the person carries themselves as they move through life. And of course, that's what the Alexander Technique is is very good at. So maybe as a short-term solution, those things are fine. But if you really want to avoid having to keep coming back, Right. Uh, something like the Alexander Technique would certainly be a way to go. I I would also think um, that uh, just uh, m- my experience with uh, traditional with a doctor of traditional Chinese medicine is uh, he sits a lot at a desk and he also has to bend over a table to put needles <laughs> in. I mean, he has the same some of the same physical demands on his body that that a lot of people do. Right. And um, uh, being able to use your physical mechanism better as a teacher or practitioner of any kind, I would think would, would make his life easier. Yeah. Make someone's life easier who, who does that uh, as for a profession. Yeah, and I think it's interesting because I think one of the things that gets a little bit lost sometimes in the in – the, um, one in modern society and also in the translation of um, TCM, which is a more modernized version of, of classical Chinese medicine, um, is the, the state of the practitioner. And it's something that, as Alexander teachers, we're very aware of and something that I'm very interested in um, as a student of Chinese medicine. But I, it's, not, it's not addressed nearly the amount that I would like to see it addressed um, mm-hmm. in, in school is is what is the state of, of, of the practitioner? What is the state of their health? And what is the state of their chi when they're treating? Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and certainly um, as, part of, as, part of, as part of the training I'm doing in Chinese medicine, there is, um, I think we take qigong classes and tai chi classes to help us understand the flow of our chi. But I have found the Alexander technique <laughs> to be probably the most helpful thing even in in, in those classes and understanding how I can get out of my own way and allow that to flow. And as I begin, I'm, you know, in the early stages now of, of actually needling patients. And there's a lot of sensing that you need to do as a practitioner, and you want your sensing to be accurate. Um, and Alexander was very interested in, in how, how that worked, you know, how if a doctor is all pulled down and collapsed and really tight, what, what he's going to sense in a patient um, and I definitely have found that um, with my own beginning with needling practice that that if I'm aware of myself, I have a very different um, interaction with the patient, inter- different interaction with that other human being and their energy flow than if I'm um, tired or pulled down or shortening in myself. Um, so I think I think from my understanding and, and from the people that I've worked with and the reading that I've done, that those kinds of concepts and are, are, are very important to the, the traditional or classical approach to um, Chinese medicine and all East Asian medicine. 
um, and can get missed over sometimes in the West um, because it's not something that we're necessarily used to looking for. Um, and that having that kind of awareness um, is something that that is very is very important to many practitioners um, who have regular qigong practices or regular mm -hmm. tai chi practices before they'll treat patients. That mm -hmm. they really know they need to ground themselves before they before they um, lay hands on. Right. Um, I, I would think it's a bit analogous to uh, systems like yoga and and martial arts that they they developed in cultures where there were certain assumptions underlying assumptions about people's um, approach to internal energy flows that don't necessarily carry over to the West. So, Absolutely. you know, if, in the case of yoga, I mean, if you go to India, everyone's sitting around squatting a lot of the time, very flexible, able to do that. And the, the, the whole system of yoga developed within that context. And when it's taken to America or to Europe, um, that might get a little lost or it might be that people are uh, being forced into positions that they're not really able to do properly at the beginning. Yeah. So I just, I wonder whether when, when, when traditional China, when classical Chinese medicine got repackaged a bit to export to the West, that might've just gotten, got lost, left out of the equation. Yeah, I, I think I think in large part it, it seems like it it did. I think people are rediscovering that connection in the West, mm -hmm. um, and and also also some of the the medicine itself when it got repackaged. Um, I think that happened also. So so the idea of of acupuncture itself being a kind of quick fix or something that you you do just to relieve pain or or um, that kind of thing is 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 a it's a pretty new idea in, in ancient China. Um, so I've been told and taught that, that physicians were actually paid to keep people well mm -hmm. and wouldn't get paid if someone in the family got sick, but they were expected to keep treating them. And there, there is a much more, um, there's, they talk about it in the medicine as, as, as treating the root versus the branch mm -hmm. and, and that you can, you can help alleviate some of the pain in the branch um, or the the issue or the sinusitis or whatever comes up, but that really the root cause is always what is most important. Um, and most acupuncture prescriptions like will include points to help treat the root, whether or not the patient knows that, mm -hmm. right? But treating what, where, where, looking for where does this imbalance stem from? Mm -hmm. um, it's really right in the medicine and to me that's it's it's really a significant and important part of the medicine that that you know when doctors take a weekend course to be able to to learn acupuncture points for pain which is very effective um can be very effective they don't they're not learning any of that you know they're not right. learning that system right because they're they're looking for a short term alleviation Solution. of pain and that and it can be very useful but it doesn't as we talked about, doesn't really address the underlying causes. So, well, I think uh, this might be a good place to bring the podcast to an end, unless you have something that we haven't touched on that you'd like to mention. No, that's that. It was that was an interesting conversation for me to have as well. <laughs> well, great. Um, so, uh, my my guest today has been Amira 
Glazer, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in New York City. She teaches in Union Square area and Park Slope in Brooklyn. Uh, she's also a fairly soon will be a uh, traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. Uh, if anything that we have talked about today uh, intrigues you and you live in New York, in New York area, we'll put a link to Amira's website by the interview. And if you live anywhere else in the world, we'll put a link to a site that will enable you to find a teacher in your area. Amira, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me.